can come to the front. And still, if the Lord is, if you feel that the Lord still places any words on your heart, come to the front, come, come sit with me, and we can chat through that. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> um, so about two weeks ago, um, I was having a conversation with someone, and they remarked, things aren't going to go back to the way they were two years ago. Being somewhat of an idealist, I usually dismiss comments like this. <laughs> but these words stuck with me, and they were quite a wake-up call. I want things to go back to the way they were. I miss normal. I don't want to let it go. A few days later, I woke up with the realization that in giving up normal, I could pursue something far greater. So I reached for my phone and wrote the following. Most of us would would give almost anything to have physically walked with Jesus the way the disciples did. But it cost them everything. They too had to give up normal, not temporarily, but forever. They traded in normal to follow Christ. And we might not be being asked to trade in our possessions or leave our families, but we too need to count the cost. We need a revelation that, in, that we are trading normal, everything we miss and desire, for something infinitely greater. We are trading in normal to seek the kingdom of God here on earth. We have the same opportunity right in front of us that the disciples had, the same choice. The kingdom didn't look anything like they expected it to. And we too need to let go of our expectations. They expected it to look like what they desired and needed. A mighty warrior and king saving them from the Romans. My hope, perhaps our hope, is that the Lord delivers us from corona and our nation from poverty. And all these things so that we can live long, happy lives and watch our children grow old and have freedom to spend time with our friends and families again and be able to travel and having meaningful, successful careers, going to church again and worshiping together again. We're placing our hope in the Lord restoring these things and not in him. What if seeking his kingdom doesn't look like that? What if it's not comfortable? What if it costs us everything, as it did the disciples? We're trading in normal to walk with Jesus and actively seek his kingdom here on earth. Will you follow him?
Oh, thank you, Ruth. Um, yeah, so I just have two um, words that the Lord just shared, or yeah, that I felt from the Lord that he shared with me the last time, and that I'd just like to share with you. Um, so the first is just from 1 Corinthians 12. It's just about the, the gifts, or the, yeah, the spiritual gifts. So I just want to read for us 1 Corinthians 12, verse 5 to 11. So it says, And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each... I thought it would work better, but anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Alice. Um, okay, so different giftings. Okay, Corinthians 12, verse 5 to 11. And there are varieties of service, but it's the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. And to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, and to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, and to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. And all these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. And I think a lot of us know about the, the spiritual gifts, as it is written in Corinthians 12. But I think what really struck me um, was just the part that says, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And just realizing again, so the Lord wants to use us and he gives us things, but it's obviously, it's not, it's not for me or for you, but it's for all of us. That the other part there, it says um, a little bit later in 1 Corinthians 12, if one member suffers, all suffer together. And if one member is honored, all rejoice together. So it's really, um, it also, the rest of Corinthians 12 speaks about the, diff- the body with all the different members. And it just really struck me like... Um, I almost want to say in my own life, I thought if I am obedient or if I am working in what the Spirit has given me and through the gift of the Holy Spirit, um, or if I'm not rather, it's not that it's my own downfall, but it's the body's downfall. And it's for the common good that I'm not moving in it or not using it for God's glory. So it was really encouragement for me, especially in this time, that there's a time where we can really um, trust for the Spirit to work through us for the common good. Um, yeah, and, and thinking of if one member suffers, all suffers, but if one rejoices, and we can all rejoice together. 
Um, yeah, so I was just encouraged by that, and I thought I just wanted to share it about, let's really trust how it looks, just not, not just for us, but, but for, the, for the common good, to be reminded of that's why the same Spirit has given the different gifts for the common good. Cool, so that was the one part, and then the other um, part is just from, from 1 Samuel 10, um, where Samuel anointed Saul as king, and it's, you know, that, that the whole chapter just um, struck me actually with the last five words, which I'll get to. Um, but just to give a bit of a background, so um, Samuel took a flask of oil and he anointed Saul as king, and then he also said, okay, there's some signs that's going to follow now that's going to confirm what um, I'm telling you, what, what's been happening here. And then um, Saul departs from Samuel, and then the signs actually follow. And, yeah, it's just like the powerful things that happen in that chapter, like um, the one part in 1 Samuel 10 verse 6, it says, The Spirit of the Lord will rush upon you, and you will prophesy with the other prophets, and you will be turned into another man. So there was like these big things happening um, to Saul. And the other verse a bit later on says, And when he turned his back to leave Samuel, God gave him another heart. And all the signs that Samuel then said came to pass. So there's like um, a lot happening in the chapter. Um, But then the the, the very last part where... um, Saul, it just says in 1 Samuel 10, so it's the last two verses, verse 26 and 27. It said, Saul also went to his home at Gibeah, and with him went men of valor whose hearts God had touched. But some worthless fellows said, how can this man save us? And they despised him and brought him no present. And then these five words that just struck me, but it says, but he held his peace. So Saul, who just experienced all these things happening and saw how the Lord wanted to use him, walked away from there, and there were people that followed him and others that, that didn't follow him. But then there's five words that just says, but he held his peace. And it struck me, I think a lot of what we've been working through this year was about peace and about God's shalom peace and how we take it on. And then a lot of times I find myself where I, I, I think I experience it and I think I have some of it. And then there's times where no, something happens and there goes <laughs> peace out the door or, um, yeah, and I'm like, oh, Lord, but, I, I, you know, I want this. And how, how does it look? And, and when I read these words, just um, thinking, no, but it's, it's still a choice. I can just remember, but he held his peace. And, yeah, it's been such, for me, such a revelation in, in things are happening, and then I'm like, Ugh, and it's like, oh, my peace wants to go. When I say, whoa, 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 remember Samuel, oh, remember Saul, um, it doesn't have to be this way. I can hold my peace. I can hold the peace that I've experienced or what I feel the Lord has given. So I just wanted to encourage you with that and ask you to um, join me in rem- remembering those five words. And really, like, I just wanted to write it everywhere and just <laughs> take it to heart um, yeah, so, but he held his peace, and we can hold our peace. And, um, yeah, I think it's, it's not ironic that we um, have been journeying on peace through this time and through this year. Um, so let's be open to hear what the Lord wants to continue saying to us through it.
Yeah, it's it's um, amazing um, reflecting on these on these scriptures, just how the the Lord works through so many different people and bringing through that golden thread, that that common denominator of hope and peace um, and the gifts that, um, gifts of the Spirit. And thank you, thank you to to everyone that that shared. Um, I'm also going to quickly share. I think you can jump to the third slide. You can skip the one with me on it. Um, so uh, I've, I'm just going to share a short, ver- a shortened version of this word um, that I'm doing later with the Burundi uh, congregation. But I just I I had a dream in September last year that was for a specific person. Um, and I just feel that it, it fits in with, with our, our, our message of hope and our message of peace of this morning. Um, and the dream was about a specific friend um, and uh, that I shared, I shared the word with him in September, and I actually completely forgot about it. And then a, a couple of weeks ago, the Lord just laid it on my heart, and just, um, I really just felt that it's in this season, it's a, it's a more corporate word uh, to be shared. So the dream was about uh, a specific friend of mine, he's an engineer, and he was busy building a tree. And if we go to the next slide, he was taking pieces of wood, he, was, um, he had glue, he had nails, and he was building a tree. And I could see in, in the dream it was an olive tree. Now, obviously, that's not an olive tree, but that's the best I could Google. Um, and once he was done, he stood back and he looked at what he created, and he, he got very angry, got very, very angry. Um, and I've seen this guy angry. He can get angry. And I asked him why he was angry, and in the dream he said that, but I've built this tree now, and it's not bearing any fruit. Why is it not bearing fruit? I've spent all this time, I've spent all this labor, yet there, there's no fruit on it. Um, so obviously we know that a, a olive tree, you, you can't build it. You, you can try, you can put it together, might look as good as that, maybe even better. But an olive tree needs to be planted, starts out small, maybe in a pot. Then we need to nurture it. We need to give it water. We need to give it sustenance. We need to give it food in the soil so that it can grow. And over time, it becomes an olive tree. It becomes a big tree that produce that that stands in the field yet some interesting things about an olive tree is that an olive tree takes about five years before it starts bearing fruit so that's just your small little olives i actually forgot my olives i had a bowl of olives that i wanted to bring along um but even though it starts bearing fruit after five years it takes 65 to 80 years to reach a stable yield. Okay, so I don't know if there's any olive tree farmers in the room or anyone that's farmed with olive trees. Okay, no, but it's a long-term business plan. This for sure, <laughs> it's a long-term commitment that you're looking at. So therefore, traditionally, olive groves is something that's handed down from father to son. Okay, something that stays in the family, something that is generational from time to time. 
And that, interesting enough, there is an ancient tree in the French River Vera uh, that is estimated to be about 2,200 years old. So also they, they gain extreme uh, ages. Okay. So with this, I just really felt that the Lord putting on my heart that we cannot do his work without him. We cannot build trees and expect it to bear fruit. We need to plant. We need to nurture. We need to walk a road. Yet in our lifetime, we might not see the yield. And that's okay. We do this because we have hope in what the Lord's, the Lord's Word is teaching us. We do this because we have faith in what, what the Lord's word is teaching us, in nothing else. So if you quickly go to Scripture, so I'm reading out of Matthew 3, verse 4. So now John, uh, uh, now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. I like the honey part, but the locusts, I'm not so sure. Then Jerusalem, all... And all Judah and all the region about, about the, the Jordan were going out to him. And they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to, the, to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from, um, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not... Uh, pursue to say to yourselves, we have Abram as our father, and I tell you, God is able, able for these stories to raise up children from Abram. And coming to, to the core part of the scripture, even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who, who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork, uh, his winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his, uh, his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But the cuff he will burn with unquestionable fire. So that just led me to that just led me to ask myself three or four questions. So which trees are we trying to build on a daily basis? Be that through next slide <laughs> through our own power things that we are taking credit for? And where are we trying to take over God's role? Okay. So, for me, that just comes down to God's promise for us. God's promise for us for what is, what is called this earth to be and what is called these people to be. 
And if we put our hope in that, if we put our faith in that, nothing else matters. Everything else is okay. <laughs> the, the, the fears of what's happening in the country, it falls by the wayside. Because if we try to do things through our own power and trying to do God's, we're trying to fulfill God's place, we're trying to take over his role, that's where it all sets, sets in. But if we can have that peace, if we can release, if we can have hope and, and work in the, and, and move in the, in the gifts of the Spirit, then none of this matters. Then none of this can have power. Because only God's word could have the power. Okay. So thanks. Um, so that's just uh, the the word for this morning. So what I what I want us to do is for the for the next uh, ten minutes, uh, in groups of two or three, just come together and just meditate on the words that were shared this morning. And I just I didn't get a chance to write every single um, verse down. So everyone that that shared this morning, if I can just ask you just to message me the scripture um, and specifically the verses, which I didn't grab, um, to me so that we can post that on on the leaders group, um, on the the shofar group. But um, we had that we need to have faith in running and jumping off that cliff and knowing that God will catch us. We had multiple messages of, of hope and putting um, our trust and our hope in Jesus. We, from, from Aubrey, we, we had a word about discipleship, walking the road with the people. Um, from, from Ruth, um, trading in normal for God's hope. <laughs> um, replace, uh, set us free from our own hope and replace it with God's hope. And, um, yeah, the gifts of the spirits, and, but he held his peace. So let's, let's, spend, let's spend about 10 minutes just meditating on that, and then um, we'll end off uh, with, some worship, with a final song uh, and worship. Thank you.